Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, the hodgepodge of nothingness. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we get we got Tyler. Tyler, the Pirates had a doubleheader today. The they Pirates did. won two games in a row. This is three straight against Cincinnati. This is incredible. What's going I'm, on, buddy? I mean, I'm talking about the Steelers, too, but... Now that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good call against the Steelers. Yeah. That's, there you go. Yeah. It's great to beat Cincy. Uh, Gotta love it. Love it. Skyline chili love sucks. It. So, I mean, I've never had it, but it just looks, it just looked Neither gross and terrible. It, and there's yeah. also a reason I never had it for those reasons. Yeah. Like, I've been, I have been right next to a skyline chili and I just refuse to even try it. It's just incredibly I've nasty looking. I've been to Cincinnati many times. It's just bleh. there's nothing there. I hate that city. The worst part about Cincinnati is it's right next to Kentucky and there's nothing that's yeah, inside exactly. of Kentucky that's worth a damn. That that's a terrific point. Everything that exists within Kentucky is just the worst thing you've ever you I mean, know, seen. Cincinnati and basically. it's lazy. Everyone there's lazy. They don't show up to work or do anything. Jim. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. But like Cincinnati's basically Kentucky. Like Ohio doesn't claim them. They're no. They're just over there on the river. They're Kentucky. I can imagine. Not that like, Ohio is anything. You know, I, I was in that ballpark one time and you just look across and it's just fields, which actually was appealing to me, but still. <laughs> At any rate, but Cincinnati does nothing for me. I hate they. I actually hate the Reds more than any baseball team. I hate really? them. They are my is least it just favorite because. Team. Is it? Does it stem mainly it, from like the Kutch days? It does. I could get that. I could get it. That. Does it? It stems directly from them days. That rivalry was fun, and they it were was. Uh, hating them that much was so fun, and beating them in that wild card game was so great. It's maybe it's the highlight of my Pirates fandom. Yeah, I, I hate mean, that team. There's not many highlights of Pirates fandom, so I can get that. I just, but oh yeah, my lifetime now. Right, but again, the Pirates did take two out of two today against yeah. the Reds. They it was did. uh it was some interesting games. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the most recent one. I do want to talk about the first one. It's not directly a post game of the first show, but let's we'll talk and dabble a little bit. I didn't get to watch much of it. I'm sure you didn't either because you know that thing called yeah. work, Jim. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> but let's let's talk about the latest one. Let's talk about the one tonight. It was a doubleheader. <sighs> okay. So Luis Ortiz was the 29th man. I, I guess let's start with first off the news of Luis Ortiz getting the nod, getting today's start. I, for one, was a little taken back, kind of shocked that it was him. I, I guess in my eyes, like the pecking order of people who would probably get the, the call up. And I know Burroughs is like injured. So it's not going to be him, right? Mm-hmm. I was maybe a little taken back. Like, why was it Luis Ortiz? So I guess like, what's what's your take first on that? I think it's a fair point. Um, I don't know that there is much really to pick from you you got to look at who has a day lined up and all that um and ortiz is a guy that wasn't on the 40 man so it made it a little bit challenging like they easily could have just came out here with a like two bullpen days called up another long reliever and just called it a day thankfully they didn't so i guess credit to them for not doing that um he deserved the call up absolutely and it all kind of lined up. The stars aligned for him. So, I mean, it's, I think it was the right move to make to call him up. Mm-hmm. It's more like just kind of eyebrow raising that they did. And it's not like he's a big time prospect or anything. Right. It's, it's not. just that it's not what we've seen. Like we've seen them just pick someone up and throw them out there for a few starts. Good point. Good point. So he does get the start. And there is some intrigue about him. And I feel this is one of the things, too, like with him getting the nod, now there's a lot of action. Now there's a lot of, well, who's Luis Ortiz? And, you know, you're seeing different, you know, beat writers, whatever, like interview other guys and talk about this. And there's a lot of intrigue, a lot of people that are very high on Luis Ortiz, especially this year, making that jump and what he's done. So there was a lot of intrigue. I was kind of excited about the start. Let's see what this kid has. It's it's the it's the Reds. It's not a great team, but it's also in Cincinnati. So a guy who is in Double A getting 1.5 home runs per nine that made me a little weary on this start. Is he going to give up some home runs to this fake baseball stadium? You know, I don't know. But he comes in and Tyler, the wow factor. I mean, this kid is making his MLB debut. We've seen MLB debuts, and you know we've been we've been hoodwinked. Let's go back to the your hurry start, right? Like, you're big on your hurry. We I talked mean, about Lord, that. Let's go back to Brandon Compton. Okay, <laughs> but let's go even more recent for the kids yeah. that are watching this that have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your hurry had me like in love. Right. So, still a step back. Still like, hey, this was intriguing. Let's watch. Let's be patient, but. Holy hell, this was intriguing. And I'm in. <laughs> Tenardo, can yes. I tell you what this start reminded me of? Please don't. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. It's going to go bad. What? The first inning, my brain went straight to Garrett Cole. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like to me. It was just heavy fastball. He's pumping 100 catch up to it that's what it looked like to me now he doesn't have the like the slider's good for ortiz he doesn't have the curveball garrett cole he doesn't have the command of garrett cole but just look 
but just looking at it and like challenging hitters, it was heavy fastball. It looked like I was in the stands for the Garrett Cole debut. That's what it reminded me of. What's well, funny you say that because I do believe it was Jason Mackey who tweeted this out, but it's the first Pirates starting pitcher since Garrett Cole, who's hit 100 on the on the radar. So there is a similarity in that sense. <laughs> it was impressive. We just we are eight minutes into this, and we've just comped Luis Ortiz <laughs> to Garrett I'm Cole. Not, I, so I mean, show is off the rails not, already. No, nope, you comped him. I, I said that the <laughs> the first inning it brought me back to sitting in the stands watching Garrett Cole pitch, and then yeah. I mentioned that the stuff's outside that fastball is not as good, but. That's what it reminded me of because it was just heavy fastball. Catch up to this, and they didn't. They did not. And he, he should have had a, he, he should have had another strike out of Jason Delay's not an idiot and caught that ball. There you go. He was pumping. Yeah. Pumping. So he threw 83 pitches. He lasted 5.2, had five strikeouts on 83 pitches, 53 which is 64% of his pitches were the four seam fastball. Like you said, he was attacking guys. Just, I can throw hundred miles an hour. Good luck. Good luck. And the reds didn't have any good luck. Not that they had like a lot of swing and miss stuff. They only had three whiffs on it. Um, but like you're talking about, it's not as if his slider is just absolute filthy. It's just, he's pumping hundred miles an hour. And then he throws in a 85, 84 mile per hour slider. And the guys are just way off balance. And he had, so we had eight whiffs on 16 swings with the slider, 50% whiff rate. The guys, and they were like, like you said, like they weren't, they weren't good sliders. I mean, no. every slider he threw was basically all the reasons everyone yells at O'Neill Cruz. Like that's, yeah. he made everyone look like O'Neill Cruz with that yeah. slider. Like, why are you even like, why'd you even start to swing at this? It's just because everything else played so well. But they were just yeah. swinging. As soon as that ball was released, they were swinging. It's like, oh, damn, it was already 15 feet out of their strike zone to begin with. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if I looked at it, towards the end of his start, he was the control was getting a little wild. He started walking some guys. And how you said there should have been another strike, strikeout, I look at like there should have been two more walks because there was no reason some of these guys were swinging at some of those pitches, and they did. Yeah, but there like, actually should have been another strikeout because some idiot tried to bunt with two strikes. Right. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. And I'm just alluding to the fact that th some of those pitches just weren't weren't good, but because of how yeah. good he has pitched his performance today, they were swinging. No need to. So, ends the day, like I mentioned, just to tie this up, 5.2 innings pitched on with five strikeouts, as mentioned. Um, only one hit and the three walks. Just to, to be honest, you look at a Zach Thompson, you look at a Bryce Wilson, you look at all the uh, great first start, Max Kranich as well. Um, but you look at the, like the Zach Thompsons of the world, you look at the, I hate it, but I go, you hurry, the Bryce Wilsons. You watched Ortiz pitch and you're like, this dude belongs. Where the hell has he been? And I mean, we're not blind to him. Like it's just, you hear everything you hear bits and pieces about him. 
Neither of us really watch minor league baseball. I got better shit to do. You hear about the fastball, you hear about the slider, but you also hear about the command. I didn't really see many early issues with command. Command was terrific early. It fell off later, but early it was fantastic. I have nothing else like to add to that. That's exactly how I felt with this. And like you're saying, this is the first time you actually got to see it, like really see it, you know? And with what I saw, again, very first start, all this stuff that we're saying right now, we pretty much said with the your hurry start. So that's why it's like, I mean, your hurry looked like he belonged. Now he didn't have this stuff. Your I mean, hurry was he's throwing at. 90 miles an Triple hour, 89 digits. miles an hour. Right. And, and like, so that's where, at least with this stuff, like this start, he has the composure. He was attacking. You seen like he was calm. This, this was his very first start. Like he has 10 innings in triple A even. Like he's basically been a double A pitcher. And now he goes and makes his MLB debut. And he looked confident as hell. And, and just like we're saying, here's my 100 mile an hour fastball. Hit it. I dare you. He wasn't playing games. He was attacking every hitter. And I loved seeing that. And like you said, yeah, the control, everything, everything looked great. Everything looked really good. Yes, towards the end it did. And it's almost like at this point, like whatever, like great. You know what? He lasted 5.2. This is one of those things too. Like he isn't a big time prospect. I look yeah. at this just in this start. Once again, like if anything, this is another elite type of bullpen arm you're going to get. Like if he doesn't make and become a, a starter, Holy hell, this is a really good bullpen addition that can start from yeah. day one in that bullpen next year, if anything. And now, again, just one start. We got to see more. But I look at this, too. I'm like, why is Zach Thompson and Bryce Wilson on this yeah. team? And why should there be any discussion next year for them to be on team? Look at Luis Ortiz. There's a ton more intrigue in this guy than anything that's in Bryce Wilson. Absolutely. And, and Zach Thompson. And we'll get to it, but it's not like an Oviedo of that first game where it's a reliever turn starter. This is an he's an actual starter in the minors. He starts games. Right. Oviedo's a guy that they are trying to figure something out as a starter. Ortiz is a starter. And if worse comes to worse. I thought the same exact thing as you. Like first slider, fastball. This dude's going to be a high end reliever. Worst case scenario. I like mean, high end. It's it's no wonder he was a Neil guy. <laughs> yeah. I God, mean, I mean, this guy is a Neil Huntington bullpen arm at worst. Absolutely. Hell like yeah. He, he screams Neil Huntington. Right. <laughs> So that's, that's again, like everything I'm leaving away from this, all positives. You got to see more. It's just one start. I'm not here crowning him like, okay, this is a rotation guy. Like there are reasons he was just a 30th prospect in the system. Screw that. I'll put him in the freaking rotation next year. But again, again, I'm just, I'm just stating like there were home run issues. Yeah. You hear about the command. It is just one start. I mean, next start, he can come out here and put up 700 runs, and we look foolish because, again, we talked about Miguel Hurry almost in the same way. Yeah. No, but I so, would 
please, for the love of God, let him finish a year in rotation. Pick one of these scumbags and take him out of it. And just let's he see what happens for the next like two or three starts he has. He has to go down. He was yeah, figure it out. Man. Send someone to the aisle or something. Do something. That's that's what sucks about this. There's some I weird way you can figure this out. With you. I'm a hundred percent with you. Find some weird way. You made way him we can come up for the twenty ninth. If if you want to talk about people earning things and, and whatever. He freaking earned this because there's two guys in this rotation that haven't earned anything right now. It, I want like like Ortiz finish out the year, just like you said, finish out the year. He won't. There's got to be some way in that contract that they can figure out a way to just finagle it. Right. Probably not. I'm sure there's an ironclad like well, smarter people just than like, me. Just just as Jason Mackey said, Ethan will confirm for us and tell us if we're yeah. wrong or not. And by the way, I just have to say it again, like as we're talking the show, I, I love that tweet by Mackey. <laughs> just because he that's he's the one that pointed out that you know, because he's a 20th man, he has to go down to the minors, can't come back up. He goes, but Ethan Hulahan can and will correct me if I'm wrong. All right, and well, I'm please like, correct him, Ethan. Find I'm a like, way, is, Ethan. If that's not the perfect tweet. Ethan, find Ethan a way will. for me, man. Like just, I don't know what it takes, but figure it out. I can't wait until next March to see Ortiz again on my TV. Just can't do it. I'm too intrigued. I don't don't need to watch more Bryce Wilson in my life. Or what? And there's only, what, 21 more games? There's not much time left. Yeah, we're running out of time here. Like, we, we could be talking about two or three more starts instead. We're looking at zero. Yes. And I agree. The Rich Rod trade sucked. <laughs> yeah. But what so that one didn't work. was also Rich Rod. Um, Rich Rod also so, turned out to kind of suck after that. Well, you know. But he change. wasn't bad when they traded him. Correct. Just So I don't know. I, I, I feel like, again, like I want to talk about Ortiz for the next three hours. Just yeah. talk. And just pull up videos and watch the like. I want to watch start again with with you right now live on the show and just yeah. But we must go on. It's eighteen minutes. I guess we should talk about other things. What else happened? Yeah, yeah, well, at least Ortiz well. pitched today. <laughs> he he went five point two innings. Um, but no, there wasn't a whole lot of offense for both sides. And of course, sure, well, Luis Ortiz was a big part of that. Any way I can fit Luis Ortiz in this, I will. Um, but Luis Ortiz is a big part of no offense. So the Reds only did have one hit for the whole game. Pirates only had three. It was a Castro double, a Gamble, and Newman single, which Newman did have the RBI single. So Newman won the game. Uh, but that was your offense. Four hits. And again, in Cincinnati, no home runs today in the second game. That was the offense. There wasn't much going on. Reynolds got a walk. That was pretty much it. <sighs> Um, yeah, second game, not much I, offense going on in general. Yeah. Um, O'Neill Cruz kind of stuck in a tough spot with the opener. Just lefty and eh, it is what it is. I'm just, right. I'm fine with where we're at right now with O'Neill Cruz. Fine riding it out. Aside from that, I'm like, 
I don't really care about the rest of the lineup other than the top three. And the top three has been well, no, it's a lot. No, the top three plus Cal Mitchell because yeah, you it. have become a Cal Mitchell. Star. I I am a Cal Mitchell guy these days, and frustrated by him not starting the last two days. You did mention he might have been hurt. Cal Mitchell had an he had an okay day. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a home run, so that made up for a lot. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's been pretty good since he's came back. He coming into today, he was hitting 400 since September 2nd. I'm not a Cal Mitchell believer at all, but he's put together some really good at bats. He's shown what he's kind of shown in the minors without the strikeout rate. Once again, don't believe him in, at all. But I'll I'll watch a little more of him. That's probably the best. I feel like I say it. that about so many pirates. Well, that's because all these so many 23, that that 24 year olds that come up. Yeah, I guess I'll watch a little more of them. Right. I feel like yeah. that's just my response to everything. Like the thing is, he's had an outstanding triple a season this year just i mean phenomenal but it hasn't translated to the majors yeah now that's not that's not like the worst thing it's not as if okay well cal mitchell gotta write him off he's gonna be bad because his first so many plate appearances you know it, it just happens again like we keep talking about Cruz, and maybe we're starting to see it click with Cruz, right and same thing with cal mitchell and you know like i'm a big proponent i haven't talked like too much but i've been thinking more and more about this too lately and this is more like an off-season discussion maybe but like i just feel like i would much rather I'm a proponent of getting the guys to the majors and send them back down. If you have to, I, I would rather be maybe too early, challenge them a little bit and send them back down. So that way they've seen major league. Maybe they get humbled a little bit. Now they really understand what they need to work on and go back to the minors instead of keeping them to the minors too long and then get them to the majors. If that makes sense. So like now, the Kyle Mitchell thing. I completely agree with you. I think you brought up the, like you nailed it there with, Send them back down with something to work on. Right. Because while you're, I mean, we see it with pitchers all the time too, where they just blow through everyone, just pumping fastballs. If they throw a hundred, what's the matter? Get to the majors and then maybe go back down and figure out what guys are hitting. And we see it with, we saw it maybe with O'Neill Cruz where he didn't have to go back down, but maybe there was some, there was definitely something to work on approach wise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he had, and, Cal Mitchell and yeah, Iffy on Jack Sawinski, but guys like that, hell, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, just go through the list. Like guys that maybe were rushed, but ended up not being rushed. Right. Yeah. So that's something I've been thinking more and more on. And anyways, I'm going to go too deep in that. But again, like with Cal Mitchell, like he was sent back down. Now he comes back up. He's, he's looking better now. Today he goes one for seven with the home run. Um, so yeah, like it was an overall. It wasn't a great day, but the home run makes it a better day for Cal Mitchell. To not just off the top of my head, I would venture to guess that there are far more guys that get sent back down to succeed than guys that get called up and like after a bunch of plate appearances and succeed and never get sent back down. Probably for twenty nine organizations that holds true, unless you're the Cardinals because they just all hit. Yeah, they just call. They call up like they're a 12th round pick and he hits 270 with 25 homers. Exactly. So they, they hit all the time. And it's always guys you never heard of. But so anyway. Frustrating. I know, right? Um, 
but yeah, like again with Cal Mitchell, he has done well. But I will get to O'Neill Cruz and Jesse Carnes does make oh, wasn't Jesse. Let me get past these find your love comments. It was Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale says, talk about O'Neill's plate discipline if it weren't for the trash umps in game one. So as mentioned, like I didn't really get to watch much of game one, um, but I did get to see parts of it. And certainly there were some bad calls for O'Neill Cruz. He was getting that low and away called a strike, which was a ball twice that hindered a lot of the outcomes. So one thing I just want to get to, this is a positive part of it. I swear every at-bat for Enel Cruz right now is going full. It seems like every time is in a full count, which to me is a great positive. Yeah, I agree. Like we would saw a lot of 0-2 counts, 1-2 counts. And he wasn't working that low and away slider that I think we saw a lot of or just down an insider. And now we're starting to see a little bit more of letting the ball travel. He's not so – I mentioned the gym on Saturday. I think he's doing a great job of just being quiet on that lower half and Fort brought it up. He's doing a really good job of just letting the game come to him right now. And it, it sounds cliche, but it really is a thing that has to happen with him. He's – always going to be an aggressive player but you need to be aggressive within your own right without just going out there and he was it's really hard to explain how he was because it was almost like they were hammering in his head that he had to be so patient and learn to take pitches but that's just not who he was and then he'd get into the two strike counts and he went back to his old self. He just learned the game. That's really the only way I can put it. I just, that was a short or a long walk for a short drink of water, but <laughs> it's really where I'm at with him right now. It's hard to explain what he's doing because uh-huh. I've drank a lot of alcohol. So, but you make good points. And I guess the best way to sum it up, sum it up is the development has taken place. This is why you wanted to see him in the majors. Thank you. Because it's the major league pitching that he hasn't seen, which is yeah. really, really good that you're not seeing an indie that he needs to work on. And this is for the people who keep clamoring, ha, you guys are dumb. You guys are idiots. Yeah. This is why he didn't need to make it up on day one for the major leagues. He had stuff to work on. You're, you're right, which is why he should have been here at day one because what he needed to work on was in the major leagues. And had he been here from day one, maybe today he's sitting around 250 average, 110 WRC plus, two war player, talking about rookie of the year because he's now figured it out. And again, we don't know. This is a very short sample in which he has performed, all being in the leadoff spot. But he does go one for eight today. Again, wasn't the best day. He had four strikeouts on the day, I believe. And those eight. Yeah, he struggled um, there. So, again, yeah, it was four. Um, it, it wasn't a great day at the plate. But he did have some really, really bad calls the first game. And it does, like, the one thing I will say, it does seem like it bothered him. And you don't want to see that. Like, but that's where the maturity comes. That's the young player. It seemed like it bothered him. And that probably just 
cancel that entire plate appearance because he just, in his own mind, wasn't right. You know, you got to, they're going to come. You're going to get bad calls. It's the major leagues. And, you know, you have Angel Hernandez back there behind the plate time and time again. And you're just going to have terrible looking calls. You got to just brush it off and take the, you know, next pitch, clear your mind. And it seems like it bothered him. So some maturity is going to come there. But ultimately, you saw him go full count still. You saw him lay off the pitches. It seems like what's happening now is he's laying off every low and away till it gets to full. And now it's a full count and he's swinging. I mean, you saw uh, Kiana do it on Sunday. You saw it today. The, the pitchers are still not throwing him a strike on a full count. They're still going hammering low and away and, and he's swinging. I, I feel like that's, that's the next step for him. Now he's just got to take that walk. He, I guess he's just anticipating yeah. it's full. They're going to throw me a strike and I'm swinging and it's still not a strike. <laughs> because pitchers would rather walk him, although they know they're probably going to strike him out anyways, than him to even get something good to hit. No, because if you give him something good to hit, like there's a good, good chance it's going. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, again, it, it's what shows up in the box score is one for eight, four strikeouts, bad day for O'Neill Cruz. But you still are seeing with the eye progress being made and and that's a positive take from it yeah and the other positive part is just letting or shelton letting him stay in that leadoff spot i've been a little concerned if he goes through a slump he's gonna move him glad to see him stay there he really has to stay there for the rest of the year isn't it kind of nice to just talk about the lineups in general there seems yeah. to be some flash like, of consistency now. I don't know. It's like two months late. Uh, we have 21 games left. <laughs> yeah, it's like two months late. It, it started, it basically started on August 26th or 8th, whatever it was. Yeah. Now I forget when Ono Cruz came in the lineup. Like every day, it's it's Cruz, it's Reynolds, Reynolds it's Castro. You have um, Hayes, like in the sixth spot right now, who's since Hayes come back from an injury, also. The home run today. Pretty, pretty good. We're at seven. We are at seven, buddy. His first home run since <laughs> August 8th, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a big talk of this offseason, I think. It already is. It already is. But it will be for sure. But, Hayes but we've did kind have of avoided it. I just feel like there's two. I guess a good way to sum it up is how I presented to someone else on Twitter who tweet at me about Hayes. And I was like, thing is, he is struggling. But there's 38 more reasons to yeah. talk about this team's struggles than pointing out to Brian Hayes' struggles right now. Because he's still a three-war player with his struggles. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, he could easily be a four-war player, you know, or more. Um, but anyways, yeah. So he has looked better since coming back. So, like, I'll, I'll hand him that. What is ironic is a lot of these guys, when we talked about Mitchell, talking about Cruz, you're talking about Hayes, you know, Castro, even since his call up, right? Like Castro, like a lot of this offense now has been looking productive. And by a lot, yeah. I mean four ninths of it. Yeah. I... So Winsky had a bad day today, but I think he had started to show something. He had a really bad day today, actually. Um, but four Cal Mitchell, the first game, yeah. and then, yeah, Cal Mitchell's look 
a lot better. Castro has looked really good. I mean, yeah, like four or five guys have started to look like competent major leaguers, which is an improvement, which is really sad that we're talking about four major leaguers looking good. And we're not talking good. We're saying just they look like they belong. Right. So, so getting to that, you bring up the Hayes, the home run, the first game. We were talking about Mitchell's, Brian Reynolds, homer the first game as well, and also Castro. Castro is, again, I, I, can't, I can't be more excited, I feel, about Castro because, as I keep saying, like it's, it's mini crews. He has all the same tools in his shed, it seems. They're just not as sharp. But I, I've every game that passes, I'm just like Onel Cruz and Rodolfo Castro at that middle infield just looks so incredibly fun and could potentially be so incredibly good. If anything, yeah. it's one of the most athletic infields in, in baseball. Yeah, Castro has me flustered. He's he's got every tool that you can carry. Other than really the hit tool, I think. He can play almost anywhere in the infield. I don't know that he can hit at a high level, but the power's there. I don't think the contact's all the way there, which might hold him back. At the very least, he's a very good utility guy, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, and even if the contact really isn't there, he can probably get by as a second baseman. But I think there's enough coming up second base wise that he turns into a utility guy. But hell, we know. We know what we know about these middle infielders coming up. And Castro's doing it at the major league level. A lot of these guys aren't doing it at the minor league level. That's a, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. And like all along, I felt Castro's like he's just a utility guy. That, that's, that's always going to be. But the more I watch, it's not as if he is making a mark and saying, I am your second baseman. There's still a lot of work. And, and Dale here puts it, maybe it's a good way of putting it. Dale says, just seems like he's missing something. I don't know what, but there's something that's, keeping him from being elite. It's decent yeah. already. And that's like how I feel. And I think a lot of it is mental, of course. That's a great The game seems very fast for him. But I, the potential for him, like everything I, I see, like everything I'm talking about with him is potential. It's not there yet, although he is performing right now. But what you see in him and the potential is sky high. And that's why I'm giving him the opportunity next year to be the second baseman. Now, like you mentioned, there's a lot of middle fielders coming up, so it's going to be his to lose, and he's got to prove it. But holy hell, if he can be a utility guy, like we're seeing what he can do, and I think we've made comparisons. They're not they're not in the same build at all, but comparisons like between him and Jay Hay, they're both electric, you know, yeah. He has power, which I had never had that type of power, you know, and ability and such. But if he could be that utility guy that could play everywhere, he's he's shown 
competency at third base, although he made the error today. Um, second base, surely. I don't know what the outfield presents. I don't know if that'll be yeah. a skill set they try to add to him or whatever. You know, but to he's make also him more valuable. Uh, he's got a lot, lot more power than Jay. Oh, I mean, it's legit. Yeah, Jay never really had like he wasn't a power guy. Right. Cash was a power guy. But if he ends up being utility, again with that skill set he has, that's a tremendous asset as a utility guy. It's not just you're yeah. a utility because you can't play. It's utility because. Like you're going to be like the sixth man of like basketball, like how Jay was. He was a utility guy, but he got 400, 500, 500 plate appearances a year. <laughs> like that's what I see in Casho. Like he's going to be a utility guy, but he's going to be in the game. Yeah, and he's a guy that you probably want to keep around just for O'Neill Cruz, wink and nod. Um, like they seem to be good together. They are a good middle infield duo. And we talked about the middle infield depth, but at second base, you're not looking for much more than what he's really offered. It's a good way of putting it. Like you're not going to find second basemen that are going to hit for power like he does, or really he plays a very good second base. If he can remain around like a 90 WRC plus with the pop he has, you can probably live with that on a competitive team. Right. So you say the hit tool, and I, I can agree with that. That's probably definitely his weakest, the hit tool. And, he, you know, if he's not a high average guy, but the power he presents, I mean, if you look at embody the whole work, and of course, hoping he takes that next step defensively and on the base pass, <laughs> everything else that comes with the mental game, you know, it, it can, I mean, it can easily average out to still being a two war player. I mean, if he's a, a 240 yeah. hitter, but he's giving you 20 to 25 bombs at second base. And again, like think about the potential. Think about this middle infield. The Pirates it's, could have a middle infield. That's what this team is missing. They have no can power. Hit like 60 plus bombs. <laughs> yeah. And he can play a very a very above average second base. And then best case scenario, someone knocks him off of it. And he right. just goes and plays. Uh, hell, we got a DH now. Right. Right. So again, I'm I'm very excited about Castro. I don't know what his future is going to present, but he's a guy that you really need to pan out. Yes, to at least that utility guy that we're talking about. Yeah, he like he's not one of them top guys, but you need people like him to turn into productive major leaguers. Yep. All right, so maybe let's wrap this up then um, yeah. because let's there's not a whole shot. lot more to talk about. Let's, well, we'll wrap this up with the, the start by Oviedo then. So oh, we did God. make the first start. Can we push so Shell we've yet? discussed, but listen though, <laughs> Shell's coming. We've discussed Oviedo is a reliever. Yes. And he's shown it. Yes. And, uh, and again, it's one start, so I'm not taking this one start and saying, ha-ha, gotcha. But again, like credit where credit's due. He went five innings today, his longest outing. One hit, only two walks, four strikeouts, and he was efficient. 74 pitches in five innings. Of the 74, 44 were strikes. It was a really good outing by him. It was, but it also it's another outing that just screams, I'm going to be a good reliever. Okay. So let's, let's go on that. Because... 
I don't think this one takes away from that thought. I guess I'm just at where now Ortiz changes what I'm going to say, but this kind of still goes into like, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really good thought though, where you look at Ortiz and you're like, that guy's going to be a dominant reliever, worst case scenario, but he could start Oviedo. You look at him and you think, yeah, he's going to be a good reliever. So that's true. Like what I was getting at though also is what I said earlier. It's, it's just, I don't believe as a, a starter, but it's not as if the Pirates have many options, and I can understand why they're trying to make it because if he can be that thing, there's a lot more value in there. And because, again, who are you going to have instead? Zach Thompson, Bryce Wilson, Tyler Beatty. It's like, why not this guy and just, just see it? So we had the good start. I'm still not believing it. And that's why I say Luis Ortiz could change that because he is a starter. So go ahead and put Oviedo in the bullpen and have – Ortiz start then. But regardless, it's just another good outing by him. And I'm with you. Like, he is a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher. They haven't defined what he's going to be. We think he's going to be a bullpen guy. And I'm very comfortable and confident that he's going to be a good bullpen guy, not just not just an Underwood that's in there, right? He's going to be a big part of the future, getting meaningful innings in the bullpen. But um, it was a really good start by him. Yeah, I Good enough. I mean, you look at his body of work that he's had since he's been with the team. It's not good. It really just screams, I'm a reliever. Like, there's What if he could be used as, if we're getting creative, what if he was like a two-inning opener? I, I kind of think we're beyond the opener thought with Major League Baseball in general. It just kind of seems like that's a phase that's gone. Um, I, At this point, I'd just rather him be a reliever with this team. Relievers are volatile enough, and they don't have enough decent ones to have an opener. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we can end with that. Again, I did want to bring him up and talk about him a little bit because yeah. it was a good start. So let's give him his props so just to double back on that i do think that they should go back to the well in spring training give him a full off season let him stretch out a little bit take a look at him again if it's not working then we go back i don't love the fact that like they did that. it mid-season i'd rather he would have been a bullpen guy for now and then maybe we go at it during the off season and then figure it out. But it's not the worst thing to do now, but in spring training, let's let him be a starter, figure out if he, anything's been done. If it's not working, you always have that fallback plan. I like that. And again, as I've stated, like I don't have the biggest issue in what they're doing today. But I can understand where you're coming from. He, Like you said, like he was a reliever, just came there, finish out the year, and then have a talk this offseason about becoming a starter and give him the opportunity. I like that. And, and you're right. Again, I ultimately believe the path is a bullpen. But there's not much in this rotation. Why not 
gave him the opportunity to. So that's a good way of putting it. And right, like if at worst you find out you're a reliever because spring didn't really do much for you, then he's still an asset. Like this team still needs a lot of good bullpen arms. So um, I'm with you on that. I like that. I bring good thoughts sometimes. You know what I'm fearful of though, Tyler? Like my only problem with all this talk, Mitch Colors look good. JT Brubaker's look good. We already have Ronzi. Looks good. There's Michael Burrows. There's Quinn Priester. There's Oviedo. We see Luis Ortiz today. They're not going to sign any pitchers, are they? (laughs) (laughs) They're not doing it, are they? Let's we'll discuss that in the (laughs) offseason. I'm not getting fired up tonight. (laughs) sounds good we'll leave everyone on that so let's get out of here thank you guys for watching i know the pirates play tomorrow but as you all know i don't know what time so they play tomorrow at 6 40 i think it's another 12 35 game that's it it's another 12 35 game sweet love those that's the september schedule man (laughs) well and i guess obviously this first one was 12 35 because it was a makeup game but yeah. uh, so I guess it's 1235 tomorrow. So we'll right, probably cool. see you tomorrow. We got time for show at some point. So yeah, we'll see. Adios, everybody. Bye-bye. Be Scouts.